What's up, everyone? It's your boy, I'm Matt here. This is Shaheen, and uh, welcome to the uh, fifth episode of Shaws and Kings. We got Keith and uh, co-host Keith and Farnoosh, as always. And this is going to be, this is our uh, election uh, episode where we basically, you get to hear our reactions, you get to hear our complete biased opinions, and... Oh, yeah. uh, and uh and then <laughs> episode we're number five episode number five and and uh we're gonna be talking some shit and we got uh, some questions on instagram you guys each asked uh each one of us so we're gonna get into that so uh basically right now it's november 4th 10 15 p.m eastern time um it looks like according to the uh when it comes to these the, the numbers it looks like biden according to Fox news and I don't like to go off Fox news, but if you know, Fox news is saying that uh, Biden is currently at 264 electoral votes. Um, and I, I think Trump's like at 213 or some shit like that. Um, and yeah, it's a nail biter. And um, it looks like, I mean, just based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, uh, Biden's really, I mean, not just Twitter. I mean, these are like real numbers coming in, but Biden's really closing the numbers. As real on, as Fox can be. Yeah, as real as, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's um, Biden's closing in the numbers on Pennsylvania, and he actually might fucking get Georgia, which would be nuts. Um, this could happen. So this is, yo, guys, so this has been the like- The numbers fucking, are correct. If Biden gets Nevada, it's pretty much over. If Fox- If Biden wins believe. anything, if he gets <laughs> one more state, then he, you know, like if one more, he's-, he's, he's But literally the minimum he needs is this is the amount that Nevada has. That's the minimum. Right. If he gets any literally, other state, it's already Literally bold. that four, that the yeah. six, right? Yeah. So, yo, I don't know about you guys. I, um, I, I've got three hours of sleep last night. Um- that's every Pro- night for me, bro. Should be fine. <laughs> I literally no. I, I went to bed at five thirty. Woke up at eight thirty. I thought I was gonna wake up at ten. Get my get my you know gift myself with uh, five hours of sleep, but you know I guess I'll do for three. And uh, you know, and it was a pleasant surprise waking up because you know last night you go to sleep. Well, you know you try to go to sleep, and it looks like Trump was winning by a lot, and you know people were getting panic attacks. Everyone was getting nervous uh on the other side they were getting excited and then you wake up and biden took wisconsin and he then later on he took michigan he took michigan back uh you know really you know he took uh what is it like the second district of nebraska or some shit like that so he he took some shit from trump that's good news but you know like the anxiety is still real i do think knock on wood uh biden's gonna win this but uh you know, anything can happen. It's 2020. Uh, Trump. Side note: what, Does it, do any of you two know why? Ne- I think it's Nebraska and Maine have two different districts. Like their electoral votes are separate. How does that work? So that's just how, from what I understand, that's just how those states do it. So basically, for example, in Maine, like I, I don't know, I don't know how many electoral college points Maine is worth, but let's say it's worth like six. So, you know, like whoever wins Maine gets the six, but then like their, their own district, they have like their own district that doesn't count and they kind of like do their own. Fucking Maine. Probably count yeah. the vote of the lobsters. <laughs> right. Right. Honestly, no, I'm not that disappointed in Maine. I just think like, you know, Shit. just maybe yeah. a fan. Yeah. I, I think like Florida should just be like removed from the United States. 
and I feel like we solve a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, I, I, I joke. I, I joke. I joke. Sort of. Um, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy. You know, I I don't know. I'm, I'm I hope I can get some sleep tonight, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think you can sleep easy. I don't know about some folks, but I, I have a feeling you'll be able to sleep easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the memes are good, too. You know, like, there's some of the shit you see on t- the memes you'll see on Twitter about what's going on. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, like, you know, like, I'll see some solid, like, comeback memes where, uh, you know, like, they show that clip from, that like, that picture from, like, the last Avengers movie where they're all, like, walking through the portals in the end, right? And uh, it was basically, <laughs> it was basically like, oh, like when uh, you think Trump's about to win this, but then the mail-in ballots come in, and you just see like all the, you just see all the portals opening up and shit. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you, what do you guys think is gonna happen? Do you, do you think we'll have four more years of Trump, or I'm still holding out for Mama Joe. I think Mama Joe Jorgensen's gonna pull it out at the end. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> this, this, this is this is good. I wanted to hear from Keith. Please give me some Joe Jorgensen. Tell me something. Really, man? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, yeah, no. I thought get, she didn't get much. I thought you'd vote for Kanye. I thought she was going to do a lot better, honestly, than she did. But she also mm. did better than most libertarians ever have. So I think Gary Johnson did better than she did. Um, did he really? I, I think so, but um. Maybe. You guys think know. you guys think uh, you guys think Kanye still has a chance? Or I voted for Giant Meteor last time, so I wasn't paying attention to Johnson. Did, did you actually <laughs> write that? You actually 2016, wrote I wrote in Giant Meteor. So, oh yeah, wonderful. Don't worry, yeah. I wrote in my candidate this year too. Don't worry about it. Wrote <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in Kanye this year. Don't worry about it. You wrote it yeah. in. Yeah. So uh, apparently, I voted Kanye, Persian. Uh, <laughs> Kanye did actually. Oh, um, announced that he's running again in 2024 um he yeah so yeah i guess he he conceded (sighs) yeah so um not but i mean like i think it's an interesting discussion to be had hold on on, on, biden i'm gonna let you finish but my election is gonna be the greatest of all time oh Oh, man so uh no i I think it's a good discussion to have interesting one because I think like most people are expecting Biden to win at this point. And even before the election, uh, I mean, like, I don't know, like people had like this weird feeling in their gut that like Trump would win, but still like thought it would make sense if Biden did win. And me, like if Biden did, like in my opinion, like obviously if Biden won and Trump lost, I, that would be a good day for me. Um, but at the same time, it does suck to see that it's this close. The fact that, like, you know, after all the shit he's done, the way he's acted, the way he's, you know, the way he communicates with people, um, all the laws he's broken, um, the hate, the hatred, the bigotry that comes out of this man's mouth and everything that he's, all the rage that he's uh, sparked from people. He brought out the worst in this country, and yet it's still so close. And uh, it's like, and I think, like, at the, you know, um it tells me that like obviously we have so much work to do in this country and i don't like to i'm not going to be one of those corny uh 
optimists who are like, yeah, guys, like we just need to come and talk to each other and understand our differences. Like, no, fuck that. But uh, I I think part of it, in my opinion, and this is going to sound like, you know, it might sound elitist. It might sound uh, like I'm condescending, but I don't care. Um, I think like a lack of education is a big deal in this country in general. And they are showing that, you know, states that are going blue tend to have a higher education rate, better schools, better, better education systems than states that are going red. And, um, shit, that, I could go off on a whole tangent and a whole podcast on that subject alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know I, I was talking to one of my friends and I was saying some shit like, you know, America in its bones, in its DNA, it is a pretty racist country. Like, like, you know, fundamentally it was a racist country. So if you have someone who is literally offering white supremacy to the country, you know, Americans will flock to it like dogs who are hungry for like that bone or like a piece of meat. Right. And Trump was that he's like offering it in America. America, a lot of Americans sort of have like this hidden guilt about it where like deep down they might not publicly say like a lot of like you know obviously like being a trump supporter it, you're very you're gonna a lot of them most of them are loud most of them you know they're the loud minority that's what i call them uh but there are some of them who are quiet about it because there's still something appealing with trump's racism and i i hate this thing that like cnn does and msnbc does where they're like we need to like you know, they're just misunderstood people who are disillusioned by the whole political system. And nah, man, because the data shows that Trump's poll numbers when he first ran for president five years ago, it didn't go up when he talked about the economy. It went up when he talked, when he called Mexicans rapists and it continued going up the more like outrageous he was. And then once he like said that he wants to do a Muslim ban, like that shit appeals to people. Um, it, you know, so I, I always like hated this idea that like, you know, that we have to, for some reason, we have to like sympathize with these people. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't fully mean that because again, I, I think they're victims of a shitty education system and uh, you know, like they're victims of propaganda. So, and, and so in that, in that way, like I do kind of feel bad for them, but I don't know. That's I just yeah, that, that that's Absolutely. just like yeah, that's just like my two cents on the issue. Uh, have any of you guys seen Borat too? I have, I have. You have. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna like get, um let you guys talk to it. I just wanted to like bring this up, but there was a scene where um, you know, like he's living with some rednecks, right? And these are like some hardcore Trump supporters, QAnon people, right? And the, the, like, no, but here's the irony, right? Like the funny, I mean, and this is why I'm, there's a reason why I'm saying is because like those rednecks were actually like nice dudes. Like, you know, they welcomed him to his home. They let him stay for X amount of time, but they were, but then like, I think like what Sasha Baron Cohen was just like trying to make the point of was like, yeah, like they're saying dumbass things. Uh, but these are just victims of like propaganda russian misinformation that's on social media like all these all these things going on that is just terrible terrible for our democracy and um i don't know so i'm conflicted like sometimes i'm angry and i have no sympathy for these people but sometimes at at, at the same time like i I do acknowledge that they're victims 
Right. High five. Very nice. <laughs> Very wow, nice. Wow, wow, wow. Yik shemesh. But no, I, I, I kind of, I, I'm actually kind of in agreement in the direction you're going in because I had a discussion with my father the other day. And one of the things that we discussed was the fact that he's always talking about how, you know, Persians in particular, Iranians feel here that they're being treated equally. They have this, they don't take the stance that other minorities do because they feel like they're under the impression that some, because they feel more educated or that we're somehow white, that we're treated equally just like the, uh, you know, the American white person. And we're not, let's just make it clear. There is a lot of silent discrimination that goes on, but then it goes back to the point where I was trying to make to them that the reason why a lot of these people react this way and the reason you don't see it so much in LA as you do in other states is because here in LA, for example, we have a huge Iranian American population. Majority of our diaspora is here. So really? people, a majority of our diaspora yeah, in the I, United I, I, States is here. But being real about it, it gives people of other cultures and other race more exposure to us. They get to hang out with us every day. They get to talk to us. They actually get to see our culture. So they're less likely to sit here and have the, the terrorist talk or these are bad people talk. And when someone does have that, you'll have another American over here that has been exposed to us says, no, that's the contrary. I have Persian friends, they are just like this and they're not like that. But if you go to some place, oh, I, Midwest, let's just say, oh, St. Louis, that people are not exposed to it. You know, you have a majority of like a white population, or let's just say Oklahoma. You got a majority of like, you know, white population or maybe other ethnicities in there, but maybe not so many of them. And since you don't have that exposure and you're not educated in their culture, you right. have not seen it firsthand, you will believe right. whatever the news tells you because that is the only source of information that you have to go off of. Mm -hmm. And then when you bring it in back to the subject of this election and how people react, I feel like because people haven't had exposure to certain things and they haven't been exposed to certain knowledge that a person like Trump is able to prey on those fears, prey on those insecurities and get these people riled up so easy. It's so easy for them to believe that, yo, this person's bad. Like they don't know this better. Mexican yeah. is taking my jobs or yeah. this black person stealing my shit. Um, but the reality of it is, it's not really like that, but because they don't haven't seen anything firsthand on the contrary, that's all they have to go off of. It's really easy to basically bamboozle these people, which is why Trump has a lot of success in that area. It's you like Trump, his whole, I mean, like, you know, I, I know his entire approach to politics these last five years is not convincing people logically. It's, he uses fear. He uses emotion. He's he, and like as much as I hate the man, like he's good at that. Like he knows how to connect with the darkest feelings amongst people, amongst certain types of people, and that's why he has like that cult-like following. And yeah. I think this is one of the Democrat. Like this is one of the difference differences between like the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, and. One of the reasons why I think Republicans tend to win more elections is that Democrats 
they'll try to, you know, okay, like, they'll, you'll, you'll ask them, like, okay, like, what are you offering? Like, why should I vote for you? And they'll give you, like, a boring policy book. And they're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And, like, I mean, like, it's boring. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people, people, like most people, especially like on that, like on that side, like they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear numbers and, and like policy details. They want to hear, like, they want something that will rile them up, you know, which I think, which is actually why like Bernie Sanders to an extent was successful in gaining a lot of people uh, because he wasn't, you know, he connected with a certain type of rage in this country as well. You know, I feel like this country. Like, not sorry, let me rephrase that. I feel like a lot more people in this country would have gotten behind Bernie had he been selected because of that same. He has. He's like almost like, like if you're looking at um like on Star Wars terms, like uh, um Biden and sorry, not Biden. Um, Trump is the Sith. And Bernie's literally like his polar opposite. Like he's the same energetic type of guy, but like he's he's more on the light side, you know what I'm saying? And um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Biden's um, you know, getting ready to um I, I feel like he's getting ready to claim a victory, pending, of course, Trump's little temper tantrums and challenges. I guess my our question is, you know, how do you guys feel about that going forward? And where are we at now moving forward? Keith, I'm gonna let you answer that one. I got a lot to say. Whoa, whoa, say whoa. it, brother. Preach. Where to begin? Oh, where we're where we're heading right now. I don't like Biden nor Trump for completely different reasons. Um, I don't like Trump because he's a narcissistic asshole who divides people. I don't like Joe Biden because he thinks my people are super predators and. In the past, he's been a piece of shit to African-Americans and all the minorities, basically, in this country, in his own way. And Kamala Harris is a piece of shit. There, I said it. Mike Pence is, too. They're all fucking suck. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, okay. go for it. Please. Yeah, yeah speak so, truth. I voted for George Jorgensen. It's no surprise. I already said that earlier. Um, like I, said, I, I think if Trump wins... <laughs> hey, don't, don't, hey, don't worry about it. My, um, my, my homie went for Joe Jorgensen. That's how I know oh, who not, she is. Oh, I'm so. not mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> good. I feel good my, about myself for doing it. So that's the most important that's all thing. I give a shit about. But um, I think if Trump win, there's going to be problems, and I don't see there not being problems if Joe wins either. Um, I think either way, there's going to be major issues, not just because we're divided right now, whether it's Chinese propaganda, Russian propaganda. They recently found out there was Iranian government things doing, going on, too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, you know, we have such a big country, right, that with completely different cultures in different areas of it, and, like, I don't give a fuck what the California governor says I should have, like, the right to do because I'm in Connecticut. He can go fuck himself. Same thing with, like, Montana. Their governor telling me what laws I should have or not. He can go fuck himself. Like, so, you know, people, like, talk shit about the Electoral College a lot now, right, because they think it's uh, unfair somehow that 
different states have different representative ability. But the whole point of that is New York doesn't get to dictate to Florida how they govern. Florida doesn't dictate to California. They all have a certain amount of say, and that's the way it has to be because otherwise we just have basically California and New York overriding everybody. And you can't fucking have that because you're just going to have division all over the place in civil war probably. Well, well, I mean, we've already talked about like, I mean, people have talked about civil war like jokingly, right? But this is the kind of shit in this country that can actually cause one. No, it's actual reality. It could happen. I mean, I definitely think civil war is something that could potentially happen, especially due to an age of, uh, just, you know, like, you know, like the, if you guys saw that uh, documentary, the social dilemma where they're talking about, you know, like the yeah. two sides are just literally mm-hmm. splitting um, and they live in different realities. And if you go on Twitter, yeah. if, if you have one sort of political belief, like Twitter will know what you believe in. Like Twitter will on Twitter and Instagram no understands like the way your psych more than you do and like just they know how long you like yeah. look at each post they know like whether you like it or not they still know that you looked at it um and like they they know like what your interests are it's, it's fucking crazy how these computers work well the thing is they show you your interests yeah. and then their algorithm also shows you stuff that they know will make you mad because that gets more engagement right and that's all due to like a, a fucked up advertising advertisement system because they yeah. want you on the app more but Anyways, um, as for the electoral college thing, um, you know, that's just something uh, I disagree on just because, again, well, a few reasons. Um, one, if there's more people in New York and California combined than the rest of the country, then, yes, I, th- I do think they should decide uh, for the rest of the country. Uh, that's just what I think. But also, like, you know, states don't vote. People do. So, like you say, well, New York and California will decide for the rest of the country. Well, <sighs> No, the, I mean, there, there just happens to be more people within those borders that vote. And uh, the issue I have is like, since Republicans have not won the popular vote, okay, there's, okay, um, they won in 2004, George Bush beat Kerry 2004. That was it, 1990, from 1992 to today even if biden loses the electoral college today like he'll still win the popular vote but they haven't won a single popular vote like and the majority the majority of the country does not support republican ideals so the problem i have with the electoral college is that one it'll instead of biden or trump talking to the all of america he's just they're just going to pennsylvania and ohio as if as if they matter more than i do or you do or farnoosh does and i just and two but i think if i think like republicans could actually be it'll force them to be actually more competitive because what it'll do is like okay here's we they can you know it'll force them to sort of be like okay this is what it seems like this is what the majority of America wants. So what we'll do is we'll let's try to offer you a vision and, you know, and this is like what we'll offer you. But instead, like what, I don't know, man, I, I, it just seems like I'm, I'm, I know. But do I'm you not think working. it's right that New York, because they have a higher population gets to tell basically the whole South what to do because. But New York is people. not telling the whole South what you can do. What was doing is 
when you when you they're if they're are completely negated then there's no reason to have any other elections you just have new york and california vote for everybody but, but see like you're you're thinking of it from the point of view of like states as if it's like the borders itself that chooses it's just well it just yeah because each state each state has its own separate culture and beliefs you can't just negate them because it feels good to you to have oh it, do, it doesn't vote, matter so it's more, but if we have a 51 percent to 49 percent vote yeah. That they're the majority rules, right? But yeah, I again, if 51 percent to 49, like that's not if a majority of Americans believe where's the justice in that? I personally believe that if a majority of Americans believe in one way, just because they live in New York or California, then some you know, like I don't care what some dude in Montana thinks, like this is what the majority of America thinks, and if you don't like it, like. You can get out. No, but uh, no, I just think like, uh, you know, I, I just I just don't think it's right. Because again, Republicans have won 2000, 2004. Again, they did win. They did win the popular vote in 2004. 2000, 2004, 2016. I don't think they're going to win 2020. But the crazy thing is, again, this is this system is designed to benefit one party. It, it, and it's so obvious, you know, like it's. And I know, you know, if the if it was removed, if the electoral college was removed, Democrats would win, and the president of the United States would be more represent would be more representative of the entire country, rather than just a couple of swing states. Um, because again, it's pretty stupid that like when politicians like if Joe Biden goes to like Ohio and then he goes to Pennsylvania and like you listen to him talk, you'll notice that like his opinions like slightly change. Uh, based on his demographic he's talking to and again it, it's just not it, it's corny i you know what i mean like we i mean we know that like because like politicians will just pander instead of just, i've never been big on the electoral college i mean yeah mainly one of the reasons why this is the first year i have ever voted is because um of that very fact the electoral college and not to say that i can't see the argument from both sides I do feel that, you know, all the states should have their representation. That's why it's in place. My whole thing is like, clearly there's a great portion of the country. When you look on that, uh, when you look at the spread of the map. Um, yeah. If you look at the electoral college, yeah. The, the certain states have obviously more points attributed to them. Um, if you, uh, but there are less of those states on the map. Majority of those happen to be red states. So if you look at it from that perspective, you've got a smaller portion of states that may have a bigger population, but wouldn't that kind of be evened out by a larger amount of states? With unless let's just say the blue states are a total of 10 states, but they got a lot of electoral points, versus you got 40 other states who may not have uh, as big a population individually, but as a whole, as a group, they're like largely Republican. I, don't you think that, um, I mean, these are just an opinion, I'm not driving this home, but wouldn't you think that that kind of evens out the playing field as to individual votes and the opinion of a country when it comes to selecting uh, you know, a leader? I mean, that's kind of the point of it, right? That's the whole reason why we have it. Because otherwise, you just have coastal, usually richer coastal, high population areas 
deciding for rural farmers who have no lived nothing like them, who have completely different ideas of how their lives are going than them, who have completely different beliefs. And if you just have that going on, and these people dictating to everyone else in the country, are they going to be want to be part of the country? Are we going to be divided even more divided then? But you can argue the exact opposite, where like these fools in Montana and Wyoming are like now dictating like what like people in like New York and California have to live. You know, I mean, yes, you have like well, they're not dictating anything to them. They're just have they just have an equal say now. They don't have an equal say. They have more of a say because again, majority of the country that at, that at least votes right. Like we, you know, time after time again more democrats vote there's more democrats than republicans in this country and that you know the data proves it yet we you know yet republicans have won more elections and because republic you know because donald trump is president he rules for all the countries now not in all, I mean, all the states now he doesn't just rule for wyoming not now I mean, he's also the president of the people in new york now california uh you know new england so on and so forth so i i just like i you know and i just don't think it's effective I, I understand what the founding fathers were trying to do i don't think they understood that the 13 colonies were turned into like 50 big ass states or you know what I mean? like, and the, I, like, the whole purpose was we were never supposed to have two parties either and i i literally have Handy, right here. Yeah. <laughs> Constitution yeah. and other writings. Literally, George Washington's farewell speech. Right here. I'm going to read something for you real quick, because I say I had it saved, and we just happened to come to the right thing. Oh, it's yeah. Pretty funny. I want to hear this, too, because <laughs> I have always told everyone, I think the bipartisan way of doing it is shit. So please read what George Washington Glad. I have already intimated to you the danger of parties in the state, with particular reference to the founding of them upon geographical discrimination. Let me now take a more comprehensive view and warn you in the most solemn manner against the baneful effects of the spirit of party generally. This spirit, unfortunately, is inseparable from our nature, having its roots in the strongest passions of the human mind. It exists under different shapes in all governments, more or less stifled, controlled, or repressed. But in those of the popular form, it is seen in its greatest weak, greatest rankness and is truly their worst enemy. The alternate domination of one fact over by the spirit of revenge, ages different and countries has perpetuated the most horrid enormities. It itself a frightful despotism. To a more permanent, the disordered result to seek security yeah, you're kind of breaking up. the absolute power of an individual and sooner or later the chiefs of some prevailing faction more able or more fortunate than his competitors turns this disposition to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty and that was george washington folks yeah the that first was his, president of the that was United his farewell States. speech part of his farewell speech he also talks it. about uh, foreign interference in that that one too, in a part, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I believe that too. <laughs> yeah. The um, man who refused to be king. Yep. 
Yeah. Ironically, we're talking about him on a show called Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the heart of a true king. Nah, man. People who cook. should be kings rarely are. Nah, man. He was a cuck. He should have just like been a king, been a tyrant. <laughs> nah, <I'm kidding>. nah. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, I think he obviously like he had some solid points uh, with the party system. Um, and obviously, we see the problems it has today. Um, but I mean, parties is not something that's unique to the U.S. I mean, it's a so Gene. I know, I know you think you know electoral college, right? Is a good thing. Do you think we would have less division if the Democrats always had power, though? Listen, I think what would happen is Republicans would just generally change their message, but it would, but they would make it more appealing to the general population. And it would actually make it more representative of what the American population actually believes. Uh, because like I said, I don't know, like sometimes like when Trump, when Trump won four years ago, like I got so angry. I was so like, I was like, oh, this is America. But at the same time, he lost a popular vote. This is not America. Like he lost the majority of Americans rejected him. Um, and it, that's, it looks like based on what I'm seeing, even if Trump wins the electoral college, a, uh, a majority of Americans have rejected him. I don't think the electoral college is the reason. I don't think a lack of an electoral college is the reason why uh, we have division. I don't think I think why we had the reason, and actually, this actually ties into a question that one of my followers asked on Instagram. And uh, go for it, give him some credit too. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to what's his, what's his name? Yeah, some of the questions I got were so dumb. Okay, whose fault is America? Okay, okay, no, no, you can't okay. say that they're listening. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no, no. This is a good question. Uh, it's from it's his name. His name is Arya. He's saying whose fault? Who's at fault for like the the division in America? Is it the me? Is it social media? Uh, is it Donald Trump? Um. So I, I think like this kind of ties into everything. it. It's so look. <laughs> I think Don. I mean, like obviously, I thought the country was divided before Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump just took advantage of it. He, he exploited it and for his own political gain. Um, I think he's, I think obviously Trump made it worse uh, and he damn well knows it and his party, help, you know, they, they help him do it, um, especially with crooks like Rudy Giuliani. But um, I personally think the reason why, the, one of the biggest reasons why uh, we're divided because we don't got we don't come together and talk. No, I'm kidding. It's because, uh, if if you want me, okay. Uh, it's it's. I believe it has to do with Fox News. I think Rush Limbaugh, these people, uh, radio radio shows, um, these people, they straight up lie. This they're not giving me the they're not giving you the conservative point of view. They're just making up shit. Right. And I don't blame that. And like, if this is all you listen to and I can't be mad at you for believing it because that's, this is just the world that you're, this is the reality and the universe that has been fed to you. And you know, you can, you can say what you want about the quote unquote liberal media, but, and it might have a bias, but it's not, they're not giving, they're not, 
painting like an alternate universe. They're just kind of giving you their liberal opinion, right? Like they're giving you the liberal point of view. Um, but, the, you know, it, and it, it could come with a bias at times, but they're not straight up lying to you. And I think that's the issue we have. Like that's one issue we have in this country. And another issue, and I think Republicans have done this very well, is they created the myth of the liberal media where you'll take a you'll take a news station or a radio station that's not biased at all it, all it does is report it just reports the news that's all it does right and then republicans well and like people like rush limbo or fox news will be like oh that's liberal bias liberal news so what that what that will do is that anything that doesn't enforce conservative views is automatically liberal so that so then the people who watch like Fox News will actually believe that Fox News is like the moderate, fair, and unbiased channel just reporting the news, that Sean Hannity is just an average news reporter, and that, you know, and, uh, you know, like, and CNN is basically like a bunch, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean. So that's why I personally believe there's so many divisions in this country, just because um people i mean like people have been fed a lie but but also now and then it's just getting worse today with social media and um, so that actually ties in with so, something that somebody asked me too but yeah it, but get it's more so specific to this election i know you're you're kind of uh, going off in generalities but in terms of this election my boy june 6 asked why do you think this election is so much more polarizing and divisive than any other election mm. ah <laughs> well uh, since they asked you why don't you go for that go for it oh me okay oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. oh man <laughs> oh man um i just think that people have been so um well it was a lot of factors obviously there was covid that happened which a lot caused a lot of us to, you know, um, we had a lot of spare time. And the best way I like to put that is um, um, the an idle mind is a devil's playground. So people had all this extra time to think about stuff that they hadn't before. Now, obviously, we already had prior to that three years of Trump kind of being a hate monger and you know, dividing people with certain opinions um, right. and almost encouraging hate. But then we had this period where all we did was just sit and brood over these things. And most of the time, we tend to get busy with what we're doing. Like, we know these things are going on. We know racism's going on, injustice is going on, you know, police brutality is going on. And, but a lot of times we're so caught up with our daily lives and trying to maintain we go to work and then by the time we get home, we just eat, we pass out. And no matter how pissed off we are about something, we kind of just, okay, you know, I'm tired though. I don't know if I'm going to get up and do something about it. But all of a sudden now we had this unrest, not just civil unrest, but unrest among people with all this free time. And now they're seeing these things happening and they're already riled up and angry for one reason or another. I just think it just, it boiled over. It was like a pressure cooker with no release. You know, nobody let the, the steam out and it just mm. popped. 
And I, I think so you think it all was this stuff, COVID? obviously. So like COVID and quarantine. I don't you necessarily think? think it was because of COVID. I think quarantine contributed to it because it was opportunity for people to take a moment to actually be forced to confront things that they know exist. I said, even in my own experience, I would be at home and on a normal basis, I would be busy. You know, I'd be working two different jobs. I'd be working on my music. I was hardly at home. I'd go home and I'd crash. I'd have a four hour sleep day. All of a sudden I'm home. I'm only working from, at one point I was working one week, then I'd be off another week. I'd be home a full 10 days. Then I couldn't go out. I wasn't really seeing friends. And all of a sudden I'm sitting here forced to think of all this stuff that existed before, but now I actually have to deal with it rather than push it to the side and being busy. And I think that's what happened. People start being glued to the television more. People start listening to more media. People start looking on uh, social media, um, IG, Facebook, whatever. And it goes back to what we're talking Take the, the people on that side, the information sellers are going ahead and pumping out this information that are dragging people down rabbit holes. And I just believe that all of this put together contributed to a certain unrest between people where they just they just let it all out. Mm. Mm. Um no, yeah, I think I could definitely see that. I, I think I'm with you. I do think quarantine is a contributor to that. And again, because a lot of the times like like even if you if you take like a Black Lives Matter issue, um people in America generally didn't approve of it, right? And then because now we're home, we're quarantined, and we we're more aware of what's happening, um, you see the you know, public polling data that like more people do approve of Black Lives Matter now. Like they're more, you know, they're not working anymore. Like now they're actually paying attention. Um, so I think, you know, that's one thing. I, but you know, why this election more than ever i mean this is a guy you know the, the current president he you know fine even before he ran for president this was a dude who was always racial you know like what even like you know the whole obama birth certificate thing you know what i mean like he always he brought out the worst kinds of people in this country and uh i think like that's why like emotions are high um, I remember like his very first year in office was like that whole incident in like Charlottesville, Virginia, where like he basically gave a wink to like the white supremacists, you know, there's good people on both sides crap, uh, you know, they all, um, and he, and he never, and he very rarely condemns them. You know what I mean? He never really, he actually kind of like, you know, shows love a lot to them in many, in, in very subtle ways. And, uh, he knows what he's doing. And I think like that's, and at the same time, like on our, well, on my side, you know, you have like a Black Lives Matter movement who's like literally fighting for the exact opposite of what people like Trump are fighting for. And, uh, and Trump and his white supremacist supporters are fighting for, you know, so it's, I mean, like during, during, uh, during Obama's time, I get that things were divided, but I don't think it was like the way we're seeing it today. But even or like during George Bush's time, like yeah, like like I didn't like Bush, 
my parents didn't like Bush, but I feel like, you know, people didn't really hate each other like the way they do today. The two sides, like, yo, like, I, I, I know, like, I remember, like, you know, well, I mean, I was a kid, but, like, my parents could be friends with other Republicans, and it's not really a big deal back then, right? But nowadays, it's like, yo, if, if like, I'm talking to someone and they say, like, I voted for Trump, you know what I'm saying? I just get that disgusting feeling in my gut. I'm like, yo, and I judge the shit out of them. You're absolutely right, because back then, I could talk to a Republican, have a normal, and I'm not saying I can't do the same now. I'm not speaking for all Republicans, but before I would be able to speak to a Republican, regardless of difference of opinion, and we under each other. We really, I still felt like I was talking to a, another educated human being with a different opinion. Now I speak to certain Republicans, and God, it sounds like it doesn't sound like political opinions anymore. It sounds like pure brainwash hate mongering. Like you'll go on IG and they'll say, like I remember, I have a somebody that um, I used to hang out with. Now is a you know Iranian Trump supporter, and she's like, and she sees them losing, and she goes, "Well, we knew this was gonna happen, and we knew they were gonna try and overthrow us, the evil Biden people, but Trump will prevail. Trump will challenge this, and Trump will like as if he's like the evil over, like some sort of savior king and." Everybody That's that votes against weird. them is like, like scum. It's like, this is just a political, it's a political forum. We're supposed to be able to have intelligent discussions, some discourse with different opinions, but at the same time, still be concerned with the well-being of all the people in this country mm -hmm. and our coexistence together. Not these people are bad because they're Democrats, or these people are bad because they're Republicans or whatever. Now it's just turned into like, if I had, if I or support any party that isn't yours, you're evil and you're you're, and we don't we can't get along. It shouldn't that point. But it's it's gotten but to Trump that point. has really driven that point home. Yeah, it's yeah, more and more. more I would argue. More it's, it's, I mean, the roots of it start before Trump. I would. That, I, I Trump, absolutely. Trump yeah, definitely like heightened it, but you know, obviously, you have so like we've talked about social media so everybody's in their own little rabbit hole not getting any information that's not from within either within their own belief system or shit that's going to anger them about another system you also have basically news news sources that nobody trusts anymore yeah there's not a single news station that anybody actually like trusts as like just giving information no they all think they have some sort of bias a lot of them do that's fair whatever that's the way it works but nobody trusts the news people trust their social media actually more than the news that's the and then think that's reality yeah. yeah you also have shit like everyone on the right is a nazi everyone on the left is a communist and you know what that does obviously that divides people but what it also does is it gives a cover to actual nazis and actual communists who are trying to destabilize the country because then they just yeah. get covered by all the other people who are on that side. Yeah, now you're going to parallel the parallels to a Nazi in Germany. Yeah. That's, why, that's why it's important to not do that. Like, if the Nazis are going to be Nazis, let them be known so that we can fucking isolate them and let it be known that their opinions are their own opinions. Same thing on the left. Like, 
the fact that we're wrapping those two sides up together as their own separate little packages and saying that everyone on the right is like this, everyone on the left is like that, is only going to divide everyone. Because now you're this evil entity from a time gone that like I need to destroy in order to survive. And that's never going to work. Yeah. No, right. and, it, and, it, and it's happening. I think it's happening before our very eyes. Yeah. Um, do you guys, I know, I know we all think that like some type of civil war is likely, regardless of who wins tonight or tomorrow, uh, or whenever we find out, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think when, it's possible. Well, yeah. How long do you think it'll take for it to get to that point? I think it depends not only on who wins, but also what actions they start taking once they're in office. Um, I think it will start sooner if Trump is reelected. But I could see it happening under Biden for different reasons, um, but not as quickly, I don't think. Actually ties into another question that I actually have. I'm not bullshit over here. Oh, it's really, <laughs> I got one from a boy gauntlet and he was asking whatever the end result ends up being, I believe there will be a spike in white, sorry, right wing targeted hate crimes after it is officially announced in the coming weeks. What do you think is the best response course of action for this? Well, uh, and I'm going to let you guys answer this one. <laughs> uh, wait, so the question is, they whoever wins, there's going to be a rise of right wing militia groups, and that's what they're saying. And right wing targeted hate crimes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, see, and unfortunately, with Trump winning four years ago, I do I think that's what started the, the rise, right? When Trump won, it basically sent a message to America that this is okay. Like it, like your your crazy ass beliefs, your far right beliefs, are okay, and that inspired these groups to come out of nowhere. These hate groups to come out of nowhere, right? Except they weren't out of nowhere. Like we knew they were there the whole time, but now they're emboldened. Um. Uh, and I think that if Trump is reelected, it's gonna get even worse because that 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 sends a message. Like we did it twice. We won twice, motherfucker. Trump twenty twenty, right? Like that's, that's like, that's how they internalize it. And they will believe that like their views, because yeah, it, it, there, there, there will be a no, there will be a point of no return if Trump is reelected, in my opinion, when it comes to that. Uh, if Biden's reelected, you might see a rise in hate crimes. You might see some angry people who are mad. Yeah, you might see them attack some Muslims, people of color, um, something. I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is to that. Um, one, I think we should, well, I have a few. One, I think we should label these groups for what they are, you know, terrorist groups, you know. Uh, I mean, if you're committing violence in the act of, if you're hurting people and killing people out of terror, I mean, out of political beliefs, right, or social beliefs or religious beliefs, by definition, you're a terrorist. I think so, you're cutting out there for a second. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. Because, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was saying that if you, by definition, if you hurt or kill people um, due to political or social or religious beliefs, that makes you a terrorist. Um, so, you know, these people, if, you know, if they're going around committing, you know, violent acts towards 
people of color or minority groups, then yeah, we should call them for what they are. They're terrorists. We, we, you know, that name shouldn't just be exclusive to brown people. Um, another thing, that, that's what I think we should do from an institutional standpoint. From an individual standpoint, like I believe that learning some type of self-defense is not a bad idea. I'm okay with that. You know, I, I advocate for that. I took crap. You know, I took Krav Maga for a couple of years. It's good. It's good for you. Um, not even, you know, even for like on a mental level, like learning stuff like that is just good for you. Um, for, you know, if you have to, if you believe that you want to, you have to like buy a firearm to protect yourself. I don't blame you. Do that. If you're a person of color, if you're a Muslim and you feel like, you know, you're, you feel like you're unsafe and, you know, you're able to legally purchase a firearm. I'm okay with that. Um, even if it's illegal, do it. <laughs> that, that, that's that's your opinion. by any means necessary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's some Malcolm X shit. Um, so that's that's what I think. I mean, what else can you really do? You know, because if you call them terrorists, if they're if they're labeled terrorists by the government, the government will have to treat them as such, right? And that will probably mm -hmm. that'll keep them at bay. Um, yeah. To an extent that, that I mean, you're, you're going to have some people. You're still going to have like their random white dudes in the woods stomping on the Israeli flag and saying they hate black people. Like you're always going to have those fuckers somewhere in the country. And like, you know, I'm not going to say that right wing militia groups and shit like that are not a problem. Like clearly we've seen a rise in that, but at they're at the lowest point in our history that they've ever been. Like the KKK used to have like 5 million members in the 1920s. Like we're not, you know, right. We're yeah, people, not, are, people are, some people are kind of overhyping their abilities. I think a little bit, you know, like the theory here's okay. Um, I think one, yes, you're right. The KKK was obviously more prevalent back then. They were on their way down over time though. And now they're going back up. Right. And that's now we're, we're seeing it's going towards the wrong direction. Yeah. I think that's why we're raising that alarm. We're, you know, we're, um, oh, I'm not saying you're wrong to raise it. I'm just saying like people, there shouldn't be a panic over it in the same way that it would be for like, there's 5 million KKK members in the woods. Like mm. there's probably a few thousand somewhere around the country out of 320 million. Like it's not some gigantic existential threat either. We don't need to panic people. Right. But they um, should be aware. Definitely. Yeah. And I think another reason is these groups have literally said they're going to do shit. And like, they're actually right. like, like, you know, um, you know, I, I, I've seen so many videos of these right wing militia dudes who are like, yo, if Trump is, if, if Trump doesn't win, we're taking it out on the streets, uh, because they believe that the election was rigged, uh, or whatever, like they're going to do something. And that's, well, the question sick. is, are they really going to do anything? Because I remember four years ago where people said, if Trump gets elected president, I'm leaving the country. How many people actually left the country? So it's like more like, how many people will actually do so? You, granted, there are, will be a few. I mean, I'm not going to say there are people out there that aren't crazy enough to just say, screw it and do it. But I mean, like, is there really a large amount of people that will actually uh, follow through on these actions? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, once you cut the head off the snake, you know, it's useless. I mean, in a few months, if if Trump loses, he isn't going to have power. And if he's not president, what is it? I mean, where's your uh, power source coming from? So right. I, I, I don't know. It's Karl Rove, man. 
Carl Rove. <laughs> <laughs> but but dude, like even but, like um, uh, uh, like yeah. Farnoosh, um, sorry, trying to cut you off, Shane. Um, like Callie, I know has like one of the largest hate group numbers in like the entire country. Oh, we used to be the do this they, used to be the uh, headquarters for the KKK, believe right, it or not. Yeah. Do they actually do shit out there, or do they just talk though? Uh, it's as far as I haven't seen a lot of people do it in terms of organizations. Are there individuals that are stupid enough to do that? Yeah, they do that shit. You know, you, you'll find like two or three guys that jump the guy outside of a football game, um, you know, racist bastards, you know, whatever. Yeah. But do I actually see like the KK guy coming? I mean, the KKK coming out in full force or white supremacists waving their flags in the streets of LA? No, I actually think they'd get their ass beat if they tried. <laughs> so it's t- they're outnumbered over here. They'd have to work yeah. in silence and quiet if they were to do something like that, right. which is why I believe that these people, once Trump is gone, there's, the, the problem will still be there, but it'll be less prevalent in terms of them making public displays of their hatred. Right, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. What's your... Well, I was going to say, you know, we talk about the KKK. Um, I'm not even personally that I'm not that concerned about the KKK. It's, it's, it's more like these right-wing fundamental groups that you're just seeing more of. And they're not even, I'm not just talking about one specific group. It's just like little random sex of it. You know, like you had like, just like a few weeks ago, someone like a group of people, I think they were called the Wolverine something. I forgot what they were, but they try to kidnap, the, they try to kidnap and execute the governor of uh, Michigan because they were pissed off that she was closing down like gyms or something. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yo, you know what I mean? And then these people go and protest with rifles inside the state Capitol. Like I, I, you know, like I don't, you know, like that's concerning, you know, like I, I, I'm a second amendment, uh, advocate i'm for it especially as a minority i'm for it but i just think when you when you're deliberately bringing a, like a military style rifle to a to state capital why you, you know what i mean like what, what are you trying to like why do you like i mean like i mean like just just bring out a fucking like billboard you know what i mean if you want to make your point like and write you write your stupid ass message on that but you don't have to bring your gun and try to scare people who work in that building who are just trying to do their jobs you know these like you know staff workers and shit like that you know like the fact that like i remember like people had to wear like bulletproof armor the people who worked in those buildings just because they didn't know what was about to happen like i don't know like this is not we shouldn't have to live this way where like i I, you know i have friends right now who are like texting me i don't know if they're exaggerating over exaggerating this problem but they're like yo like i'm afraid to leave the house in these next few days because i think some crazy violence is gonna happen like it shouldn't be like that uh and i i we need george w bush back that's the that's the key <laughs> george uh, w bush oh, they yeah. can throw their shoes at him <laughs> you know we were what? so much more united uh, I'll, I'll tell i'll tell you this but oh we were united in our dislike for him but i, I was telling somebody this the other day george w bush was not a bad guy i, I know i'm going to catch mm. flat for saying this but he was not a bad guy he, he was, was just a terrible fine. politician just terrible fine. president but like 
And he didn't know how to run shit, yeah. But and I feel like in so many ways he was reluctant to do his job. But at the end of the day, like, you look at him now, he goes to – I mean, not now because of COVID, but he was going to Cowboy games, drinking beer and having a good time. I, and you look at his attitude, it was mm. so frat boyish in office. Like, it was almost like he was pulling pranks on people, like actually just trying to get a rise out of us for his own amusement. I really feel like maybe that I could sit down and have a beer – and crack jokes while George Bush is smoking a blunt. Um, and really, I was with the guy outside of beliefs in office. I, I know I'll catch flack for saying that, but as a person, I don't think he was that bad a guy. As a politician, I think he was incompetent. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. I think Dick Cheney was the more of the problem, honestly, with his administration than, oh, oh, yeah. than Bush was. I think Bush was incompetent. Dick Cheney took advantage of it. He named Dick. Well, exactly. <laughs> It was too perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy thinking back at that time, though. Like, what a different time it was. As much as we, as much I don't think I don't think any of us are actual George Bush advocates, but um, it was just such a different time. Um, wow. At least I could yeah. laugh at some of the stuff he did. I can't yeah. laugh at Trump. It's just very sad and disturbing. Yeah. All right, I got a yeah. couple uh, couple of my questions. Yeah, you're breaking. Yeah, you're breaking. Uh, for me? Yeah, okay, go for it. I can hear you. Yeah. So, one of my brothers asked, How many micro peens does it take to elect Donald Trump to a second term? Not enough. <laughs> That's okay. probably true. You're right. I'm going to let you answer that, man. <laughs> <laughs> How many micro peens? Yep, how many as micro peens? As many as you can fit up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, and then uh, we got to answer Rafat. That's right. Oh, Jeez. Rafat. Okay, well, yep. uh, repeat his question. Where, where are all these mystery votes coming from? China? How did Beijing Biden steal this? Question mark. Oh, my, oh my God. Uh... <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. Yep. It's all the sweatshops. They're sending in envelopes. <laughs> oh, he man. loved them long time. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. oh man. Um, I, well, no, uh, I know you've got some over there. I know I've got like two more, but I got to let you guys this, get to your stuff. So. This is yeah, that, actually, that's all I got. Two people asked me this question. Um, uh, they want they want me and Fanu should talk about Iranian Uncle Tom's and <laughs> oh <my laughs> shit. So, so listen listen let me, let me tell you something yesterday and yo shout out to Courtney for asking me this uh so I'm just gonna call up Amu Taimos. <laughs> yeah, so 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 listen yesterday I posted something on my story talking about these Iranian Uncle Tom's right the, and let's let's define that let's define what an Iranian Uncle Tom is this is very important. There's two types because there's two types. One, the Iranian Trump supporter who wants so desperately to be approved by white people. And they're like, yes, we are white like you. We had a shawl. And back before Ayatollah, women, they used to wear big. Like they always tried to like make themselves seem as like modernized. Well, not no, modernized is fine. But like, as westernized as possible to get that validation from white people. And they also have this very dangerous 
fantasy of like America coming in and bombing everything and freeing, quote unquote, freeing <laughs> Iran from the Mullah regime. And then, you know, Donald Trump will come in with like a six pack, massive biceps and install the new Shah of Iran. And then like they'll build statues of Trump. Like this is like a fantasy these people have. I shit you not, right? And, I know, usually, I know. It's bad. And yeah, and then there's the, but I think it's also important to talk about the other type of Iranian Uncle Tom, which is simply the Iranian Uncle Tom who, the self-hating Iranian who supports the regime, the very pro-Islam, pro-Arabized version of Iran. Um, because you, you currently have a government in Iran that's very anti-Iranian. And uh, that's also a huge problem. And if you support that, I mean, like, how can you really support your people? How can you say you love Iran? You, you clearly don't because, uh, I mean, you, ha- you have a government that tried to literally remove a holiday that's been celebrated for thousands and thousands of years, destroy monuments that have been around for thousands of thousands of years. So, I mean, if you support that, you're also an uncle Tom. Uh, that, that's just what I believe. But the one that I wanted to talk about was the fucking, the sellout Trump hat, you know, the Trump supporting ones. Cause it, dude, these people, man, I, I get the messages from them every day. They're like, if, you know, like, we support Donald Trump because he's strong, like Mullah regime against Mullah regime. And I'm like, really? Like, okay, like, what has he done, right? Like, so far, like, these sanctions that he's placed on Iran has made Iranians hungrier than they have already are. The cost of, like, the, the currency has, like, plummeted even more. And, par- and that's partially due to the regime as well. They're obviously, they're terrible, not denying that. You're allowed to hate both sides. Um, but, you know, they just, I think they just have, like, this dangerous fantasy. And... And sometimes I sympathize with it because they're so filled with like rage and emotion, like trauma that they can't really think clearly. And they're like, they just want, they, they want this God, they want this regime out at any cost. Right. Without really Mm -hmm. recognizing that if America comes in and replaces, there's going to be a political vacuum. And then there's terrorist groups who live in countries outside of Iran that'll just rush into Iran. Right. And it'll become like Syria and Iraq. Um, in Afghanistan. So that's just my two cents on them. Um, if you want to talk about them, Farnoosh, go at it. Cut out there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, you're back. All right. You're back. You're back. <laughs> All right. So Persian Uncle Tom's. By the way, who asked you this question? <laughs> uh, her name's Courtney. Just curious. She, she, yeah. She, yeah. Her name's Courtney. She's okay. From Island. Yeah. Right on, right on. Hey, I just, uh, I just want to give an appropriate shout out to Courtney, um, and a question about what I'm going to call Amu Time Laws. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so these people are, um, they are very, very, very mis, uh, misinformed, miseducated yeah. people, right? Because you, it's like you said. You're they're willing to the their desire to achieve something like a free Iran or to for anything that will involve Iran to be better off. They're 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 misguided attempts right lead them to do really stupid things. They basically want to go out and 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 
bend over backwards for I don't know all, all the politicians and so forth like you or, or in this case Trump they think that Trump is going to save them I've got news for you Trump is not going to save you okay Trump would sell you out in two seconds Trump would probably behead some of us <laughs> excuse me he does not care let's just make it clear I mean the one thing I was telling uh, someone was telling me is back in Iran itself that a lot of Iranians support Donald Trump because they believe that him putting I don't know because like I said they're they're misinformed they believe somehow because Trump will go out his way to stand up to the mullahs and put sanctions on Iran that they're he's doing something positive for them no, he's not doing something positive for you. He's taking food off your table. He's causing you not to be able to get proper health care, proper medications. People are starving out there. Their the, the economy is going to shit. And you're not – he's they punishing They think it's good. They, they think you're punishing the mullahs, but they're not. They're being punished themselves. And then you got the people back home over here. They're sitting here going, oh – Trump is doing a very good thing. He is a very good man. Nobody is going to stand up to the mullahs except the Trump. No, man. <laughs> it's 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 terrible because like, yeah. what makes you think? I mean, I mean, really think for a second. It's a lack if of you're one of these people too. and you yeah. just happen to be watching this, and you're one of these people, or you're on the fence or whatever, think for a second. How do you think your relatives back home feel when? A president over here is meddling over affairs over there saying that you can't have shit like you yeah, like all the stuff that you really need you know whether it's you know boost to your economy whether it's jobs it's medication or just human rights it's or like Duke. Everyone's entitled to do that. I know Shane uh, disagrees with that uh, to a certain extent, but it's okay. And no, but, but it's like it, it's like you support. You believe that you're doing something completely wrong, but you're not. You're so actually supporting a guy that's harming the country. That's actually assisting the people that you think are harming the country. And while the mullahs sit there and laugh and be like, ha, 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 your, your, um, your sanctions don't affect us. We're still sitting here doing sigue with five different wives and, and puffing like tariq and uh, for those who don't know, that don't know, that's opium and, you know, committing adultery and laundering money. But, you know, there's these people down here, you know, really, Iranians, they're suffering. But we don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Trump. Do whatever you want. And it's like, it's it's so miseducated. It, 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 it's, it, it's like, it frustrates me to no end how you can sit here and look and look at yourself in the mirror knowing that you're helping somebody that is harming your people. It's just fucked up. Uh, there's no other way to say it. And there's if you've that, got that mentality, yeah. you really need to sit here and reassess two things. Beautiful. What it yeah. is to be Iranian and whether or not you actually are Iranian. Because if you're on that side, I don't consider you Iranian. Your pass is revoked. Get your yeah. ass out of here. Get your Go back to like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you do. Don't ever come around me. <laughs> no Kubi Day for you. No Kubi Day for you. I'm going to force feed you some duke <laughs> until like you like puke that shit and it leaks out your ass. I'm sorry. Oh, but... <laughs> No, listen, I, I think it also has to do with like 
Though, though, though it's funny because uh, these Iranians also think that they're the minor. No, no, they're the exception when it comes to immigrants and minorities. You talk. You mentioned this earlier today, where like, uh, they think like, you know, they deserve that special treatment, and you know, like they think they they think they see themselves as above other minorities. Like some of these Iranian Uncle Toms. They do don't they do dislike they are kind of racist. Like I've seen them talk. I've listened to them talk. Like they they do have problems with some black people. They you know, Iranian some Iran like you know, during the whole Black Lives Matter George Absolutely. Floyd thing back in July, July, dude. I got shit for solidarity. Right? Um, they're like, Oh, how come you're saying black lives matter? How come you're not saying Iranian lives matter too? I mean, people are dying in Iran too. How come you're not talking about that? I'm like, listen, you clown. If you listen to my song, I kill, I talked about that. I literally talked about what I, what's, what's going on in my country. <laughs> and, and, um, but yeah, I mean like. They, oh, that pisses I, me off. I like to say that it referred to them sometimes, especially these as uncle Tom's as, the white people in the Middle East. You know why? Because they, for some reason, not some reason, I, I'll give you the reason. Because we're Caucasoids, we are Caucasian, you know, by yeah. some sort of, you know, You have some Iranians calling them pathological. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, no, to a certain extent, back then it's true, but it's been centuries of people, you know, you know, Mixing reading with each other or whatever to be saved yeah. exactly and they believe because they are considered like white people in the middle east and say arabs and afghans and and whomever out there like is it they're not that they're somehow beneath them just like white people think minorities are beneath them here not all white people obviously but you know like the the you know the white supremacists we have they're like the equivalent of iranian supremacists they think that even within Iran, they, these yeah. these Amutalmas, as I like to call them, they think that they're better than other Iranians. Like they'll treat the ones with darker skin wrong. They'll be like, and discriminate against them. Forget yeah. other races. They're discriminatory against themselves. And they're sitting here thinking that somehow because they can claim that they're Caucasian, that they're the same as the American white man or getting the same treatment. No, they're it's not. Complete, they don't view complete, you the yeah, same way. Yeah. You're, you're, you're allying yourself with somebody who actually thinks that, that you're beneath them. Get that mm -hmm. through your thick skulls. There you go. That's <laughs> not even, that's not just a problem in the Iranian community either. There are different, I don't want to stereotype here, you know, go put it back at them, but you know, there are certain gr ethnic groups who think they're the highest version of wherever they're from. Yeah, you that's know? where you get the Indian caste system from. I mean, yeah. even further back, but that's a great example, you know? The mm. Indian caste system was very explicit in, um, in its definition of dark and light and how they should be treated in the uh, um, social scale of things. Yeah. 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 All crazy shit, man. All crazy shit. Um... Well, I think I got another question from, let's see. Um, okay, I guess, I guess this is not a bad question. Um, from Ali, um, you're picking from worse and worse. Um, okay, I think he's trying to say, is it wise to basically pick the lesser of the two evils um, in an election? Um, okay, so look. 
in an ideal world, uh, in an ideal world, I would like to vote for someone I'm really passionate about, that someone I believe in 100% of what they want to do, their vision for the country, in an ideal world. This is not an ideal world. And, uh, you know, we have to deal with realities. Um, I personally view Donald Trump as like a fundamental threat to the future of this country. Um, I recognize the reality that either Joe Biden or Donald Trump will win. Um, so my, the way I view my mission is like, what can I do to make sure that Trump doesn't win? And the only way to do that is if you just happen to fill in the bubble next to Joe Biden's name. That doesn't mean I love his vision. That doesn't mean I agree with everything he does. I mean, there are things that, I mean, to be honest, there are things I do like about him. But again, sometimes you don't always have to vote for someone. And I think like that's one of the things that they always try to teach us like when we were younger. It's like, oh, you get to vote for the guy you like. You know, I think it's perfectly, there's many different reasons to vote. Many different reasons to vote. Uh, I think, you know, voting to specifically reject someone who's been an absolute failure for this country is a very, very valid reason to vote. Um, if you if you recognize a threat, you got to neutralize it. And sometimes the way I see is like you pick the lesser of the two evils. Yes, the lesser of the two evils is still evil. I get that generic quote on Twitter all the time, but it's still less. It's still less of it. And you can and you might be able to operate in a society that has you know you're still able to get some of what you want in a society that's less evil. You know, I'd rather have less evil than more. Um, right. That's just my two cents. If you guys want to like chip in, that's that's totally no. Fine. I, I I actually you know what I mean I I could chip in, but I think Keith would be better to chip in on this in this particular instance because him voting libertarian. Yeah. And not being, uh, you know, going to the side of, say, the less, but what really feels she was the best candidate choice, I think he'd actually have a more in-depth opinion on this. So I want to hear it. There's a quote that I'd have to use from The Witcher. Uh, it's a book series. And uh, somebody asked the main character, you know, between... Um, you know, he's a monster hunter in the series and he has one, he, somebody asked him why he has two swords. One of them is silver for monsters and one's for humans. He said, they're both monsters. Evil is evil, lesser, greater, or middling. Um, that's the way I feel about it. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not big on the lesser of two evils argument. Um, I think it's a cop-out most of the time. I would rather vote for someone I actually believe in and be damned what happens after that than vote for someone I believe in the consequences of that. Just, yeah. That's just how I feel about it, though. And that's completely valid. That's why I want to hear your perspective on it. Um, no, I mean, like uh, I said, I, there's always, there's different reasons to vote. And again, like if you want to vote for someone because this is something like, a, this is like an ideal, this is an idea you truly believe in. That's one thing. But again, like I, 
like we people have different reasons for voting so like for me I, I didn't really go there because I wanted to vote for Biden. Granted, I, I don't really have a problem with Joe Biden, if I'm being real with you. I, I, I think he's, I think people bitch about him a lot, especially on the left. Uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, to me, it was just more about, I see a threat and I want to neutralize it. And that's just, that's just how I see it. I see it as a calculated move, not necessarily, because sometimes in life, you don't get to do what you want. Sometimes in life, you don't do things just because you feel good. You just do it because you have to uh, for the sake of the greater good. That's just what I think. Um, and, you know, I think stopping someone like Donald Trump is a noble, you know, however way you can is a noble thing. Um, so, and I, I just saw that and the way I think you do that is by voting for just filling in the bubble next to Joe's name. I think you both have valid points. I mean, both yeah. valid perspectives on the same thing, and none is less, um, you know, uh, valid than the other. Um, ties into something that somebody asked me, though. I had uh, Callista ask me, why don't more people consider supporting an alternate, excuse me, an alternative rather than continue to buy into a broken and outdated bipartisan system that never seems to resolve any problems? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all kind of, we've already kind of discussed this in different ways. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, we talked about the two-party system. We talked about the divisions. Um, so I feel like we already kind of answered this. Why do we, why do we continue to do it? Yeah, the third, third party candidates don't get anywhere near as much funding. They don't get the advertising. A lot of states don't even put them on the polls unless they get a certain amount of fundraising um versus you know they don't have like an rnc or dnc funding shit for them they have to do it all themselves basically because of the way our system is right now in terms of like bipartisanism so. i think i think as far as you're correct as far as them uh, i think what they're getting at or she may be getting at more with the question though at least from my perspective is why don't more people get together and fund these types of things and i think it goes back to a question or a topic that even before the podcast maybe i had an ig chat when i first met shine about this i think what uh we discussed was the fact that people who are woke enough or no i wouldn't say woke enough that's the wrong term people who would consider transitioning to a third party of of a different political party with a different uh, thought process on how this country would be run. More of those people would tend to happen, you would uh, might, I believe a fear exists that you may deplete the split can you guys hear me now? I, I, I still okay. Yep. Okay. So I was saying that separate the Democratic Party, more of them are liberal minded to the point where they may migrate to a different political party if that was the case. I think Republicans tend to really stay Republican. They're pretty solid in their beliefs. I believe one of the fears is that if you split up the Democratic Party, then and you have like an equal, maybe a strong third party, you, uh, 
uh, you stand the chance of being outnumbered by a, a stronghold, a, a unified front of a Republican Party, and losing those seats in you know political office. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, well, I I think in the last election, uh, you know, I was surprised by my last election. Are Trump, you Trump is not. Now? I mean, I mean, twenty sixteen. I'm sorry, yeah, I should yeah. clarify. Um, Trump is not really a conservative, and he's never been a Republican before 2016. So the uh, fact that so many people on the right, like, lots of them, are behind his shit, like they sold basically sold out any principles they had that were conservative in order to support somebody who they thought could win, and they're just get like, well, Trump is smart in in some aspects. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Trump understands that it's easier to run as opposition to someone than to run, you know, than run the other way around. So, for example, right. when George Bush was in power, he was a registered Democrat and he would talk shit about George Bush all the time. And then what did what the, what happened when Obama shortly after Obama was inaugurated? What did Trump do? He immediately changed to a Republican. And uh and he would just say like nasty things because he's, he's the talk shit kind of person. That's his brand. Uh, so I don't really, no one really knows who, what Donald Trump actually believes in. He's a con man. Mm -hmm. He just knows how to send a sell a message to the lowest common denominator. Um, I, I, I personally don't think he actually gives a shit about his voters. Yeah, like I actually think he has no respect for his voters. I think he, I, I honestly think he like laughs at them every time like he's done at one of he's finishing like he finishes like one of his rallies and he probably like goes into the Air Force One and probably like laughs his way back into the White House. I really do think that like he like he knows he's playing them. Um, I think the Trump we see on TV is very different than the one we see behind the TV. You know, like behind, you know when the cameras are off. Um, I agree. I think he's the white yeah. Uncle Tom. Because he basically bought into a party that he doesn't actually really believe in, kind of smooched his way into getting their support to get where he is. He but sold himself I, out. That that is a Republican trait, you know what I mean? Like the the greedy CEO kind of things, like who will manipulate people, you know, to like get to power. That's a that's kind of a Republican trait, not to generalize, but I. Uh, I um we were talking about something else that I kind of want to touch upon like what we I think you guys are talking about what third parties a little not you know like um, yeah we're talking about uh, I guess the um why more people haven't considered oh, the alternative right. of why forming why, a third party because sometimes like you know and when you want there's something called an uh, opportunity cost right and you're like okay like I have X amount of time to invest to to make some to do something productive would it be more productive if i created another party and then in the long run contribute to my party like both my party and the other somewhat left-wing party to lose because we divided the vote and then let the right-wing party win or is it better to convince to just kind of focus in on my own party and then expand voter turnout and then maybe try to change the platform of my party one way or another, right? So sometimes I think people just look at the timetable. They're like, look, we have four years to 
you know, whoever whoever loses, they're like, we have four years to like try to convince people to change their minds again. How do we do that? Like, how, and how do we make sure we win again? And I think it, sometimes it just comes down to like the resources, time, uh, not just money, but time. Uh, you know, if, if, if elections happen a lot less often, then maybe we can use that time to build something new. But, you know, we always have to like, and, and also like with parties, it's not just about winning elections. You actually have a job to do. You have to somewhat govern the country to an extent. So I, I don't know, man. It just seems like creating another left-wing right. party that represents you your views, just, it's just too much work. You know, it's just too much fucking work that probably won't, nothing will come of it in the long run anyway. I like, I think that's, I think like that's the ultimate issue. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Um, in other news, I'm looking through some stuff I'm seeing on Twitter right now. It looks like Biden's about to really kill it in Pennsylvania. Um, and Joe, it looks like Joe Biden is going to take the lead in Georgia within the next hour. Um, he just cut into Trump's lead, and uh, yeah, I'm just sharing updates. So who knows what's right. going to happen by the time you guys even listen to this podcast? Who knows? But um, it, it looks like, knock on wood, you know, Trump's going to lose this. So. Well, no matter what happens, everybody stay safe, and you know. Because I mean, a number of things could happen. I'm not saying they will. Definitely just be out. Get yourself killed. You know, burn, burn down something. Open, open, carry your ARs. Um. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, guys. COD just got real. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I I think we should probably like uh, we should probably just wrap it up. Um, I got one more, if we don't mind. Absolutely not. Not kidding. Yeah, it's like literally the last time. (laughs) Okay. Just because. That that fan now hates us, Shaheen. Thank you. (laughs) It's okay. He's going to hate us anyway. It's just a kid from the 818. It's okay. (laughs) It's just a kid from the 818. Oh, oh, shit. Word. I'm dissing my own area code, but it's all right. No, okay. Uh, So he says, so I got a two-parter. If Biden wins, will this be an advantage and benefit our people back home in Iran um, for to finally gain their freedom by protesting more often and eventually speed up the process and bring it down the Islamic Republic regime with the support and backing of the people over having military warfare that Trump wanted. Nice run on sentence. <laughs> Sorry for picking yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, like what are the possibilities of this being a reality and more likely to happen? Okay. I think Biden will stop some of the bleeding that's going on in Iran right now. Right. So I think in terms of like, you know, he, he, Biden looks like he's someone who wants to come back to the table. Um, he obviously he was Obama's vice president. So he's pro Iran nuclear deal. And then if, if, if that happens again, the sanctions will be removed. Iranians can breathe a little bit, right. They can hopefully um, when it comes to, and th- again, I, I hate the regime, but I don't believe we should want America to get involved with overthrowing that government. I, I uh, 
you know, like whether that's Biden or Trump, like, oh, do you think Biden? I mean, I do think Biden is for the Iranian people. I think Democrats are for, you know, why I say this? I, I think Democrats are more for the Iranian people than Republicans are, contrary to what these Uncle Toms believe. Because at the end of the day, I say this all the time Trump is white Khomeini. That, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's a right wing Western fundamentalist without the turban. He just wears a suit and tie. But in, and instead of Islam, it's with him, it's just Christianity. And his and some of his most uh, enthusiastic supporters are just as batshit crazy as those uh, as some of Khomeini's supporters, right? So the idea, you know, is like I I read something on Twitter today where it's like. You know, like those Cubans who voted for Trump because they hate Fidel Castro, ironically voted for a man who's just like Fidel Castro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like so, and then the same thing goes with like Iran. Like, yeah, you you hate you you for some reason you like Trump because you hate Khomeini, but Trump is Khomeini. He's just white. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think you know when it comes to freedom for the Iranian people, it's something that's gonna take many 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 years it's a to me i see it the best outcome as like a very long-term solution um and i think biden is much better fit for that than trump because trump wants to just you know destroy and then rebuild to his own you know to his own mm-hmm. image vision right god complex <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, man. And I can't really speak on it, but I'll just say I shouldn't be going into other countries and creating vac- power vacuums. Right. Let's not do that again for the third wow. time. <laughs> so it seems like, so Keith, so basically what it seems like you're telling me is you support the Ayatollahs. <laughs> you know what? You got me, man. You Honestly, me. man, I get accused of that shit all the time because I. I, I, I got an angry voice. I got an angry voice DM last night while I was sleeping from an Iranian Uncle Tom, and oh, uh, he was yeah he was just like don't be a stupid vote for Tehran like he. Do you want to play it for us on air? <laughs> uh, he may have blocked me. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this guy is fucking weird. Then he went on. Then he went to go bully some of my followers. Uh, and yeah, then, <laughs> what, yeah well, what do you call them? I call them I call them Abu Taimaz. <laughs> okay. Taimaz yeah, is uh the uh Persian equivalent of Thomas. So Ah, okay. I'm called Tom, yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I haven't slept I slept last night for three hours, so it's probably good that we just wrap this up. And, yeah, um, I'm telling I you, think man, three, about three, it. three hours a night's all you need. I've been doing it since college, and I feel great. We're gonna I'm figure. Inside, but I feel great. I had sleep apnea, <laughs> so that was a regular thing for me. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But you guys that being so, said, um, uh, hopefully everything goes well. You know, uh, there's a little resistance. Hopefully, we have a nice transition of power, regardless. And um, by the way. Uh, this is a totally unrelated, but I wanted to give a, a birthday shout out to uh, Big Rock of Helter Skelter. Today was his birthday. Um, oh, my man Sean lives on. I know uh, Sean P would have been proud to celebrate with happy you. Birthday. So happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah, all right, sweet. Um, all right, guys. Well, it's been real, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Peace out. See you next week. Peace.